Hi, and welcome to The Healing Season. I'm your host, Shannon Caldwell. I'm an author, a speaker, a holistic health practitioner, and a follower of Jesus. By the end of this podcast, you will have learned something new or something more about healing, and we will have focused on one gentle way that you can heal a little more each day, starting with today. Stick around, and week after week, you'll see how it all adds up to a more peaceful and joyful you. Keep it up month after month, and now we are literally talking about a healing season. Today, the focus is your breath. Don't hold it. When you were a child, do you remember your caregiver saying, take a deep breath? Or if you're waiting on hearing some news, maybe you heard the phrase, don't hold your breath. If you were running and running and running, perhaps someone said that you should stop and catch your breath. There's all kinds of cultural language knit in that takes the breath into an account. Maybe you've heard it said in a meeting. Maybe we all just need to take a breather, right? So now ask yourself, when is the last time that you took a long, deep breath? You know what? Let's go on ahead and make the answer right now. Let's talk about the components of a deep breath. First of all, do you know that you don't just breathe into that top part of your lungs right above your heart? Do you know that as you breathe, and I invite you to do it right now, into your lungs, you can feel your ribcage expand, feel as the oxygen enters the top of your lungs, the lower lobes of your lungs, the front of your lungs, but also see about sipping in just a little more air and filling up the back of your lungs so much that your rib cage expands like a balloon. That is the beginning of a good deep breath. Now hold it there just for a moment and slowly let it go. How did that feel? Now, our breath is a key, a key to our energy, a key to our creator that is literally as close as the air that we breathe. Maybe you were in a fitness class and that instructor reminded you, don't forget to breathe. Or maybe there was a spot where you were holding a lot of tension and they said, go ahead and draw your awareness to the part where your muscles are gripping. And as you drew your breath there and exhaled, you were amazed at the powerful release that you felt. The breath is powerful. If you've ever done any lifting of heavy weight, you know that it always starts with an inhale and then you exhale and push. And speaking of push, there's not a mom on earth who doesn't have a different awareness with her breath than she did before she became a mother. There's a whole industry built on teaching moms how to breathe and teaching dads how to be present for moms as they breathe. And it's not just to keep us cool and calm and collected because it doesn't always do that. 
But sometimes it's the difference between literally making it or breaking it. It's a God-given gift to us, and it's a powerful one. So what do you say we unwrap it, open it up, and take a look at the healing properties tucked into the breath that God has blessed us with? I'll share with you a couple of tried and true breath exercises today. And so if you're looking for a quick way to energize yourself or a quick way to relax yourself, a quick blast of life force, or something to help you calm down when you're anxious and you want to sleep, well, this will have a couple of suggestions that may just help. First, though, let's take a peek at what the Bible has to say about the breath. In Bible school, I learned about something called the law of first reference. Have you heard of it? It's basically the idea that the very first time that a concept shows up in the Bible, that's the foundation on which the rest of it is built. That makes a lot of sense, right? Like if you are an actor taking on a script, sometimes you look at what the other characters say about you in order to develop your character. So yeah, the law of first reference. Do you know where it comes in first? You probably do because it's a super famous verse. It's in the book of Genesis. Genesis 2-7. In Genesis, the Lord formed man from the dust of the earth, and he blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. So we know biblically that breath is great with God. It's part of God. And it's how he passes life. This is the foundation of Biblical breath. We hear about it again. Jesus himself shares some breath work with us. It was just after he resurrected from the dead. In the Gospel of John, he sent the Holy Spirit to them. And do you know how he did it? Well, here's what it says in John 20, 22. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Holy breath, Batman. So this breath thing is a God thing. And I wanted to lay that out first because we're going to obviously stretch the branches off of this tree and see some of the places that stretching your breath will take us. And it's not just the Jesus people who have been involved with the breath, but that's okay. God doesn't just love Jesus people. He breathed life into man, us. And so as we seek him, it makes nothing but sense that we would all trace our breath back to him. God made us. He breathed us into life and he gave us so much power with that intentional inhale and exhale. So let's not ignore it. Breath work in general, it comes from a term described with therapies that utilize changes in your breathing pattern to improve your mental, your physical, and your spiritual well-being, both therapeutically and as a path of spiritual awakening. Breath work has been used in ancient traditions and cultures. This includes pranayama in the yogic practice. If your ears just went, she said, what now? Let me explain a little bit about you. Here are some examples, okay, of the word breath in other languages. You know, in English, the word spirit 
comes from the Latin spiritus, which means a breath. The Hebrew and Greek words used for spirit or soul are words that can also mean breath. The word ha is a word for breath in Hawaiian languages. It is also used by the word, the root word for mana, which means spiritual force. In Chinese medicine, they talk about the breath in air with the word qi, which also means universal cosmic energy of life. And the word prana translates in Sanskrit to mean air and breath or sacred essence of life, which in Indian philosophy gets knitted into the word prana yama. Now, let me take a little moment and unpack that word a little more. And yeah, we will. We're always going to nerd out on this stuff here at the healing season. I'd love to explore, not just from a distance, but really get in there and, and like look inside this thing, right? So prana yama, we know that prana means life force. Now in yogic tradition, they talk about the yamas and the niyamas. They're like the, like the do's and don'ts, okay? Yamas are things that are good for you, and niyamas are things that are not good for you. So when you hear the word pranayama, what are we hearing? It is breath that is good for you, okay? So that's what we're here for, and that's what we're talking about, breath that is good for us. This includes the pranayama of the yogic practice. And there is a mine, I mean a rich mine of work already created on those practices. There's tons of stuff out there already. So if you're interested in that, you know, get your Google on, search pranayama exercise or yoga breath, okay? But for this podcast, I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail. This isn't a yoga podcast. It's a healing season podcast. And we're getting to the simple basic breaths that you can do without feeling like you are going to pass out or you have to like practice in a cave for a million months before you feel like you can actually claim this breath. It doesn't have to be fancy or esoteric. Take a nice deep inhale right now. Inhale. Hold for a second. Exhale, hold for a second. Feels better already, doesn't it? In Christianity, the breath work has been practiced with something called centering prayer. Here's an example of what centering prayer might look like. When I was going in to get a biopsy on something that they thought might be breast cancer, I was terrified. And so while I was on the table and they were doing the biopsy, I was practicing Christian centering prayer with breath work. And here's what it looked like for me. There's a scripture that goes, when I am afraid, I will trust in you, O Lord. And so while I was being biopsied, I was inhaling, when I am afraid, and exhaling, I will trust in you, O Lord. Take, for example, Psalm 23 that we talked about in episode one of the Healing Season podcast. Inhale, the Lord is my shepherd. Exhale, I shall not want. 
or in another translation, inhale, the Lord is my shepherd. Exhale, I lack nothing. Here's another example. With the simple verse from the Psalms, be still and know that I am God. Let's try this together. Inhale, be, exhale. Inhale, be still, exhale. Inhale, be still and know, exhale. Inhale, be still and know I am, exhale. Inhale, be still and know I am God. Exhale. I don't know about you, but just that small intentional time with the breath and God's word makes me feel markably more relaxed. And so this is the kind of thing that you can do before you go into an important meeting or when you have uncomfortable pre-date jitters, or maybe you need to get yourself centered before you pick up the kids from school and you're in the line waiting to get them and you're so tired and you just need a little moment with God. It's as close as your breath. The connection between breath and mind dates back to ancient civilizations. As I shared with some previous examples, it served as a healing modality throughout the cultures, throughout the ages. Each breathing technique varies among the cultures, but there is a universal theme. Breathwork is a technique that fosters a non-ordinary state of the body to facilitate self-discovery, healing, and transformation. So let's try it again. Maybe you need that instant energy. Maybe it's a day that Your coffee just isn't working. Well, we can reach back into that toolbox from childhood and let the breath itself revive us. It literally means life or spirit. So let's give it a go. Let's give it a chance to be exactly what it claims to be. There's volumes written on the many techniques. It doesn't have to be so complicated. Remember how we earlier breathed into the bottom of our lungs, the top of our lungs, the front and back of our lungs. Well, what about this? Try to let the belly become full and wide as you take that deep breath in. Get full, full, full. This is a time that we're not going to worry about our waistlines expanding. If ever there was a time for a good wide waistline, it's a good deep breath. So how about this? Belly breathe in to the count of five and see if it doesn't energize you a bit. Try to get your rib cage to go wide and your belly button to go away from your spine. Hold full like you're a full air balloon. And then exhale, slowly drawing the navel to the spine, allowing the shoulders to relax and the jaw to release exhaling to the count of five. Let's do it one more time. Inhale to the count of five. Draw the breath in. 
Hold full and exhale fully and completely so the lungs are entirely empty to the even exhale of five. This is a simple, energizing breath. It gets oxygen to your blood, to your cells, to your brain, to your heart, and it brings peace and serenity to your nervous system and your spirit. Maybe you've heard of something called ujjayi pranayama. I know a wild word, but it means the breath of the ocean where you inhale and exhale with your lips closed. You're doing it through your nose and your throat is just closed a little tiny bit so that you sound like you're basically at the ocean here. Let me see if I can do it for you. It sounds a little bit like a wave, doesn't it? Hello, instant vacation. Now, what about if I'm freaking out and instead of needing energy, I have too much energy in the form of nerves? How can I use my breath to calm myself then? Well, I'll tell you my go-to, and it has been for decades now, is something called the 478 breath. That was introduced to me by Dr. Andrew Weil. And if you know him, if you've ever seen on public television, okay, he's famous for it. The dude with the big beard that would always come down and talk about transforming your life. Okay. He was a revolutionary. And basically what he called it was a natural tranquilizer for the nervous system. Here's why. Because when you are in fight or flight mode, when you feel like you're in danger, your breath becomes short and your heart, it races. But if you inhale to a count, one, two, three, four, hold that breath for the count of seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then exhale to the count of eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It instantly tells your nervous system, I'm fine, I'm safe, my exhale is longer than my inhale. No tiger is chasing me down, not today, Satan. So let's give that a try. Inhale to the count of four. Hold for the count of five. Exhale to the count of eight. Do you see the relaxation that just comes like a nice cozy blanket along with the four, seven, eight breath? So if you're tired, but you're having trouble sleeping, or you're stuck in traffic and it's extremely stressful, know that that relief can be just as close as your breath. Let's try one more real quick. And this one's probably the simplest. Inhale. And as you inhale, inhale God's peace. And if there's a part of your body that is feeling the heartache right now, maybe it's tummy ache, maybe, you know, whatever, a part that's hurting, even in your spirit, 
Go ahead and inhale the love of God into that spot and and visualize his healing power filling you to overfull, that his love and light is just pouring out of every cell of your body. And then as you exhale, imagine everything toxic that doesn't serve you. Exhale it out and let it go. The healing season isn't meant to be therapy. I'm not a therapist, but if you need one, by all means, get one. I'm not a pastor. If you need a pastor, by all means, get one. I'm your friend, Shannon Caldwell, here to help you move from hurting to healing. Do have a tiny bit of space on my calendar to work with clients one-on-one, or if you'd like me to speak at one of your events, feel free to reach out to me through my website, thehealingseason.com, if any of that sounds interesting to you. You can find my book, The Healing Season, the 40-day healing season, the small group, my book, Raised Catholic, and the audiobook, all sitting there at the website or find them on Amazon too. Like and share and comment and subscribe or do all the things. Thank you to everybody who's listened and shared so far. You're absolutely amazing. Thank you to my friends who connected over the first couple of episodes too. To Sister Amanda, who listened to episode two about water therapy and decided I'm doing it. She went for a float pod on her first water therapy. What? I told her, go big or go home, girl. And she said, yeah, you're the one with five pounds of dead sea salt in your house. (laughs) You know what? Guilty. So true. So thank you so much for reaching in, for reaching out, for reaching up, because that's the stuff that healing is made of. Let me know what breath technique is speaking to your soul. Drop it down in the comments and uh, take what works for you. Feel free to laugh at the rest because laughter is healing too. And if no one else has told you this, allow me to be the first. Healing looks great on you. So I'll see you next week on The Healing Season.